your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Good morning with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. <clears throat> I'm Chuck Hines. We've got a full day of sports activity for you today, tomorrow, and Sunday, too. Uh, from the Yates Flooring Center chat line, uh, I have three. I have tickets for game three, 12 rows up at third base. Rangers are my favorite. Astros are my second favorite. Can't wait. Baseball. Mm-hmm. Astros in five, and then gives the K-State Texas Tech score. Tech 42, Wild Kitties 31. Okay. Uh, this lifelong Ranger fan, I liked it when we called them the Lastros, Dan and Dallas. Well, I haven't been able to do that for a while. No, no. Rangers fan all the way. Rangers all the way from Trevor, 42-24 Tech. Let's go. Juan says this, and when your team doesn't make the playoffs and they've made coaching changes and it looks like <clears throat> they've lost their their recent shine, then you 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 become a little more believable. Lifelong Cubs fan, but I'm definitely pulling for the Rangers. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lifelong Cubs fan, but I'm definitely pulling for the Rangers. Uh, going back to uh, the West Virginia Houston game last night, won by Houston 41 39. So I'm following the game while well, I'm watching the Chiefs game. And then I'm looking at this going, okay, well, I need to, I need to watch some of this. And I, I had my phone and I had the, that game on and I'm watching the Chiefs game on the big screen. And, uh, I see the I see the touchdown pass, and then I'm, I don't have it on mute, and I see the the penalty. And at first, I thought it was against Houston for unsportsmanlike conduct, and then I realized, oh, this is against West Virginia, and Garrett Green, the quarterback who just thrown the pass. I mean, he went crazy, taking off his helmet, and and after the game, Neil Brown, the West Virginia coach, said, you know, everyone's going to want to talk about the last play. We didn't lose the last game, the game on the last play. We had multiple chances to win. I'm not very pleased with how we played in two of three phases. Where we lost the game is discipline. That's what got us to this point. We were not a disciplined team tonight. We had eight penalties. I don't know how the game was officiated. I'm not into criticizing them because we didn't play very well. Uh, but then with regard to his his quarterback, he said, we practiced that. And Excuse me. He said, uh, he was special tonight. I told you I thought he was going to have a breakout performance he did. You just can't get the penalty. He's got to grow up. He's got to mature. He was special. Who was better on the field tonight? Who was better? I felt like he was really close to a breakout performance, and he did. But he said, the rule is clear. Don't take your helmet off. It's not hard. Keep your helmet on. We can celebrate all we want to on the sidelines. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And that's probably nothing I'm more upset about than that. He said, he's got to mature. He's got to grow up. You just can't get that penalty. He's right on all all those things. He was terrific in the game. He looked like a real quarterback throwing the football last night. West Virginia stretched the field a lot, and, mm-hmm. was, and they were getting one-on-one coverage with Houston all over the place, and West Virginia was winning those battles in the passing game about 90% of the time. It felt like a lot of big plays for them, and uh, he was a big part of it. You know, Had a really good night throwing the football, but uh, yeah, it's pretty simple. They had 82 plays to 53 for Houston. They were 13 of 19 on third down. Just just a crazy, crazy number. Houston was 3 of 9. 
13? But again, but again I mean, Houston was in control of that game, yeah. up by 11 with five minutes yeah. to go. No, you're right. They kept uh, finding ways to get them off the field. And you're right. They couldn't stop Donovan and the Houston offense. Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly you're it exactly wasn't. Right. I mean, if you just look at it, you're like, oh, Houston stole one from West Virginia. No, they stole it back. They stole it back, Because West yeah. Virginia was about to steal one from mm-hmm. Houston. It looked Houston like was in control of the game. Sure West Virginia like was going to steal it from them, but they snatched it right back. <sighs> yeah, it sure looked like it, was, looked like it was over, over, over. So now, um, you know, West Virginia drops to 4-2 uh, and two and kind of just – changes things up, you know, for Houston, changes that narrative because may have, I don't think they were going to fire him during the season, but certainly puts a little breath of, of uh, life into Dana Holgerson's uh, career there at Houston. It's their first ever Big 12 win. They're now 3-3 three and three on the season. And uh, West Virginia drops to 2-1 and one in the Big 12, 4-2 and two overall. So as we head into uh, play this weekend. So it... Uh, it makes it interesting. I guess that's why they call it sports, right? Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Like I said before, it was one of the most fun games I agree. in the Big 12. I agree. Ever. I agree. I didn't see all of it. I saw... <clears throat> God, I, I love for Thursday Night Football. I, I just captured the, the little bit of it. Uh, tomorrow on the Big 12, Iowa State at Cincinnati, Kansas at Oklahoma State, BYU at TCU, your next two opponents. That's a 2.30 kick. Uh, TCU is favored by six, and then our game is uh, tomorrow night. So, <clears throat> Joey McGuire was on Double T 97.3 last night, and uh, he said, with regard to the Baylor win, he said it was uh, the Red Raiders' most complete game during my time here. Obviously, they were excited about the conference win. He said uh, Baylor was a trenches game, and this Saturday is going to be the same. He said that the Tech defensive line uh, has taken this personally about how they were pushed around last year. He's, uh, he's made no bones about how they basically, K-State, had your, their way with, with Tech last year in, in running the ball for 343 yards. Um, he said the offensive line and the running backs are confident. Uh, they keep telling him to run the damn ball. Uh, and so... So they're we're playing the best team in the Big Twelve. You got to, that they do a great job of stopping the run. He goes, but Baron Morton feels good. He said he feels like that we can throw it. And then he said this about Baron Morton. He said <clears throat> he said he feels like that Baron right now is operating at the highest level he has as a quarterback, playing well inside of running the offense. He said I know that he's thrown for more yards in a game. But basically, this is as this is as big a compliment as he's paid Baron Morton in terms of what it appears to be preparation and staying within himself and running the show. Was last night when he talked about how he's he feels like that he is operating at the highest level that he has as a quarterback so far. Okay. So, um, I'd, I'd like to know if the uh, offensive linemen that are still yelling at him to to run the football are actually watching the game. Mm-hmm. It feels like we were pretty heavy with the run. I know, but I mean, I think they just want to keep... I think <laughs> frequency is everything. Hey, hey guys, <laughs> look at the play distribution. No, I, I, I know. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, Everybody thinks they should be a play caller, huh? Oh, yeah, sure, right. Yeah, Even, even, his, own, even his own players, right? Uh, Mason Tharp, uh, the tight end, is day-to-day. 
They're not sure if he can play on Saturday. In fact, it's really a Saturday game time decision. So it really kind of sounds like he is not going to play. I don't know what the injury is. They've they've not said. So I don't know if this is a concussion, if this is a lower leg injury, if this is but you know, generally sometimes they they they'll, they'll say what what the player has, but they also don't want to expose the player to you know, being in a spot where that you know, they could put make them vulnerable, you know, to a, to another team where let's just say it's a hand or a finger or a foot or a knee or whatever where they would kind of go after that to try to put them out of the game. Not implying it that somebody would be dirty or something like that, but it's it's just it's football, right? That's sometimes how it goes. Uh, with regard to Jacob Rodriguez, I don't. He said, "I don't think he'll play." Uh, Coach McGuire said this. He said, "I want him full tilt." Um, they have they've talked to him about that. He they want him to be a hundred percent because when you're not, because you have a tendency to. You know, maybe put yourself in a position where you could get hurt even more. So they want him to be 100% before he comes back. So that might be next week against BYU. Okay. okay. So that's uh, among the things from uh, Coach Joey McGuire. Uh, he did mention the Taj Brooks um, meeting that he and Taj had on the sideline during the game where it got a little heated. And Coach McGuire said, I jumped his tail. And he said, yes, sir. <laughs> it didn't look like Taj was doing a lot of talking. Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't go into all of that, but he just said, I jumped his tail. He said, yes, sir. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Uh, we get this from the 8th Flooring Center chat line. America's Go America's team, Houston Astros. Yeah. That's uh, a self-proclaimed... Uh, slogan from uh, the host of Tech Talk, Aaron Dickens. Calls him America's team. Houston okay. Astros. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you remember him or remember his commercials or remember him um, for just the toughness that he was, but um, Walt Garrison died the other day. And, uh, I mean, he was tougher than nails kind of cowboy i mean he just you know was you know a guy that um played fullback for the cowboys you know played in in their first two super bowls lost one and won one and um but he would do and then he then he was a a rodeo guy uh, for a long time um and he just was like i said just tough as nails and uh he played football at uh, Oklahoma State and then with the Cowboys and then competed as a rodeo cowboy. He had uh, had dementia and, and I believe Alzheimer's and and so he, he passed away. But he he was a guy that would do the the skull commercials. Okay, and I went back and listened to one because I want to make sure I had the line right. And he would do them on both the radio and on TV when it was still allowed. But he'd always say, just a pinch between your cheek and gum. <laughs> That was his. That was the tagline. That was his line. I mean, if 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 you're probably fifty five plus, you remember Walt Garrison probably more for. If you're not a cowboy fan, you remember more for him. You know, pulling that out of his back pocket and going, "Just a pinch between your cheek and gum." You ever chew tobacco? No. No. Never even try it. 
Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. It's it's um I I was not a big chewer, but uh, everyone I had had it a couple of times. So it was, it, I found it I found it nasty to be honest. But I didn't I didn't disparage. I prefer that. I prefer somebody chewing and spitting than to smoking. Oh man, I think I might go the other route on okay. that one. Okay. I mean, just just because I just have a huge distaste for cigarette smoke. I felt like I have a huge distaste for the people spitting all over the place. Sure. Well, I mean, if you have your spit cup as opposed to being around you with a water bottle where I can see the nasty spit or whatever. I I got you. I I understand that. I I understand that. People are allowed to do whatever they want to do. I get it. Yeah. You're just asking me. I I think that one. Okay. I think that one's grosser. Okay. Just a pinch between your cheek and gum. You don't remember that, do you? I do not remember okay. that. Uh, Bruce Bochy talked about uh, Max Scherzer really encouraged with how he threw during his off-day session, not ready to declare and give him the seal of approval that he's going to pitch in the American League Championship Series. He said this, Max is doing well there, well here. He had a nice outing through 60 pitches in that area. Um Rangers had an evening workout with the roof open. He said, we have some time here before we set the roster, but I have to be really encouraged with how he threw the ball, how he feels. Uh, He also hasn't announced who his starter is going to be for Sunday night between the Astros and the Rangers. Both teams, as you know, finished with 90 wins. Houston went 9-4 and in their series. So... Uh, is it going to be Nathan Ovaldi or is it going to be Jordan Montgomery? Um, don't know yet. Uh, Rangers also are trying to see how John Gray feels. He has Gray has a forearm strain. He was on the injured list the last week of the regular season. Uh, Bochy said, I'll put him in a holding pattern too for the next couple of days, see where we're at as we set this roster. These guys are going to throw. We're going to continue to evaluate them, see where we're at. Two arms that you could use now that the series is extended to seven over the next two. If you're lucky enough to get to the second one, mm-hmm. you're going to need more starting pitching. Mm-hmm. So having those guys back would be big. Yeah. Uh, Phillies knocked out the Braves last night, um, three to one. So they win that series. Um, so you have uh, the two the two top seeds in the National League get knocked out, Dodgers and the uh, and the Phillies plus crazy. plus Baltimore. Yeah, Atlanta had so many, so many chances last night. Just couldn't come through with a big hit. Yeah, so at 104 and 58, they get knocked out for the second year in a row by Philadelphia, mm-hmm. who's 90 and 72. So uh, the Braves last night were 0 of 5 with runners in scoring position, including uh, Acuna, who was 0 for 2. So if you're uh, if you're 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position, uh, it doesn't, uh, doesn't bode well. But, you know, the Phillies were 0 of 6, but they had the long ball going their way. They got three of them last night, including two from Nick Castellanos. Yeah, if you're not getting those hits with runners in scoring position, you mm-hmm. got you know, you got basically two options. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could have, you know, a bunch of errors or bases loaded walks, but you... Got to have a bunch of sack flies, or you got to have home runs, and yeah. that's what the Phillies did. They pounded the ball in the series as far as hitting the ball at the ballpark. 
Uh, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I'm 60 years old, and I clearly remember the Walt Garrison commercials, but I don't remember him sounding like a chicken when he said that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, go back and listen. A chicken? <laughs> Just a pinch between your cheek and gum. Uh, this, I remember it and did it, but I quit November 2014, tobacco-free. Uh, this, re- right. this request, Chuck, please, in all caps, quit with your imitations. They are not funny or even close. Oh, I think your presidential ones are really wow. close. Wow. I think you're Please, right. they are not funny or even close. Wow. Not funny. Well, I mean, this is this is a sports talk program here. We're not we're not here to be. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> we're we're not uh, we're not comedians, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, right? You guys, I, you guys remind me of that. Every, I would agree with that every single every single day. Oh, this is nice. Don't listen to the haters, Chuck. You are incredible. Oh, thank you. You're incredible. Incredible. Yeah, just read your cup over there. I'm sure <laughs> Don't have one today. That. We we uh, ran out of coffee, so I just uh, we had the, oh, the epic the, fail. No, no, no. I the lucky lady told me that she ran out of, ran out of coffee, ran out of protein powder from my smoothie. So I said, hey, you don't don't we don't need to go back out tonight. We're good. We can, I can make it in the Keurig. So that's what I did. Made my coffee in the Keurig. And I know that you needed to know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chuck, Walt Garrison didn't sound like that. He was more hick and less nerd. Okay. 6.40 this morning. This day. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Got uh, lots going on. We'll have uh, high school football in the air for you tonight. Monterey takes on Caprock. That'll be at Lowry Field. We'll have it at... 6.30 on 107.7 Yes FM. Lubbock Cooper travels to Abilene. 6.30 the broadcast time on 100.7 the score. Kick just uh, right about 7 o'clock. So it'll be a lot of lot of activity over at Lubbock Cooper today to, you know, get the cheers and the band and the football players and the coaches and all loaded up. A lot of, lot of distractions. A lot of distractions like that. And then... Uh, over at Friendship, they'll play a home game today against Midland. That'll be at uh, Tiger Stadium. We'll have it at 6.30 <clears throat> is the broadcast time. And then 7 o'clock, the kick uh, tonight as uh, Friendship looks to get back on the on the winning side of things <clears throat> after losing last week to Midland Legacy, 63-56. to Cooper coming off of a win over Amarillo, 49-19. to They're 4-2 and on the season. Coronado lost last night to Amarillo at Dick Bivens, 66-14. Ouch. <clears throat> uh, also tonight, as far as the LISD schools are concerned, Lubbock High will play at Plainview. Uh, they have lost two straight. They're 2-4, and four, the Westerners are, coming off of a loss last week to Paladuro, 58-24. And then uh, Sweetwater uh, defeated last uh, one... Estacado. Estacado. I was going to say Estacado won last week at Sweetwater, forty-nine to fourteen. They're five and one. They'll play at Andrews. Okay, and uh, so look forward to look forward to that uh, tonight. See if they can get uh, get another victory. I thought something. It was interesting uh, last yesterday at lunch. Uh, Coach DJ Mann uh, was talking about some core values that they have for his Mustang team, and one of the things he he talked about was um, doing the right thing is when the, they call it DTR, but he said, we don't have a whole lot of rules 
Because if you do what you're supposed to do, you don't need a whole lot of rules. If you do the right thing. I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. And I thought the other thing that was interesting, and all these coaches preach this, uh, whether it's the junior high or middle school or high school or even the college level, they preach the education that you know football is not always going to be there, sports aren't always going to be there. And he's taught to his kids about how education defeats poverty. So we have a lot of kids that are that are challenged, you know, economically. I mean, we have some kids that aren't. And he said, and I, I tell those kids that are challenged, and even the kids that aren't, hey, those those kids that live in certain parts of town where it's a little bit more affluent, so, somebody paid a price, you know, somebody. Uh, paid a price to be able to educate themselves or to put themselves in a better spot. So I just thought that was very interesting. Education defeats poverty. I thought that was, thought that was well said. Yeah, that's very You true. know, mm-hmm. when you, when, and I mean, I understand that people are probably disappointed and kind of how things are going and how things are proceeding. But, you know, I think that all these, all these coaches um, have, uh, you know, have good things in mind. It just doesn't always work out on the on the field of play. But you know, if you're providing the good leadership behind the scenes, and that's 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 good. Uh, Seven eighteen this morning. We'll have uh, Friday Night Live after the friendship game tonight on Double T ninety seven three. And of course, you can uh, you can throughout uh, the evening tonight go to the Double T ninety seven three website or mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank, and then. Uh, um, you know, make it to, you know, check out the, uh, you know, check out the scores, check out the scores throughout. Okay. Uh, somebody writes this in, we'll, we'll give them a plug. The Lubbock Cooper lady pirate volleyball team plays Coronado at 6 PM. The lady pirates are nine and zero and looking for a long run in the playoffs. They've always had a pretty good volleyball team over there. It seems like a lot of teams in yeah. the city here. seems like they've had long runs. They've uh, played volleyball yeah. pretty well and. You know, it seems like a ton, a ton of kids are uh, are volleyball players. Uh, we get this Rangers in seven. A lot of clubs and all that good stuff. Rangers in seven. Uh, we get this. We've talked about this already this morning. Houston and West Virginia last night. That was a great ending to the game last night. The arrogance of the West Virginia quarterback cost them the game with the penalty. He was acting like a jerk. Yeah. Hey, I mean. Yeah, I mean, you can't trash talk. You can't take off your helmet. They all know this. They've been told this repeatedly, repeatedly. But you see it at the NFL level. I mean, frankly, uh, in the Chiefs game... You can't take your helmet off in the NFL level either. I know. It's the Emmett Smith rule. Right. It's been but, around for a while. Right. This but, is nothing new. Right. What I was going to say is it, it, it ha- players take them off in the NFL too. And there should have been a penalty on a Chiefs player last week, but there wasn't. They let it slide for whatever reason. So it is what it is. It was a, it was a defensive player. They were too the, busy looking at Taylor Swift. Uh, I don't think she was at that game because it was. A, anyway, the bottom line is, don't take your pot off while you're, um, while you're playing. Okay. Mm-hmm. One of the things that uh, Coach McGuire talked about yesterday, and I thought this was interesting. He he talked about Duda Banks and how Duda, he said, controlled the line of scrimmage multiple times. And this is going to be a key tomorrow. He also said that the four defensive tackles played equal snaps in the ball game against Baylor and that they've never been able to do that while he's been here. Now, his time span here is 
I realize short. I mean, it's last year plus these six games. But what it speaks to is speaks to having some depth with the returners and, mm-hmm. and being able to develop some guys to get them up. Um, and then, you know, make sure so that you're fresher at, at the end, in the fourth quarter. You know, from the... So it, it looked like there was no drop off there, which is which is really nice to see, and it looked like he didn't he didn't tire at all. Yeah, yeah. He also said, and you can you, you might chuckle at this, but I think it I think it is important to remember that you've had you've had some success here the last couple of weeks. He said we have to handle success now. So it's not like hey everything is good. You have to still go out there and play hard. Still have to go out there and follow the game plan. Still have to go out there and basically do your job. Because um, he said, he watched the Chris Kleiman uh, press conference. He said he's upset. He said he's upset with how they played last week against Oklahoma State. And probably should be. He said, we're about to get their best game. Um, that's kind of what I'm fearful of for the week. You know, we're about, we're about to get their best game. He also has made it quite clear that he reads and hears everything. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much of you know, but he he he's not bothered by it. He knows it comes with the. I think he's curious or interested or fascinated or it's just his personality. Um, so he's 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 well aware of, of uh, I think the whether it's the criticism or the platitudes or the in between uh, doesn't seem to. Doesn't seem to to bother him a whole lot, but um, it is going to be interesting to see how how things go uh, with regard to tomorrow. He said uh, he was asked yes last night uh, by someone in the audience what his team can improve on, and he he said execution. He said, "Do your job. That's enough. Do your job." That's enough. Yeah, you don't want players to try to do too much because yeah. then that's when you know they come, you know they leave their comfort zone. They end mm-hmm. up, you know, I mean, not doing what they're supposed to do because they're trying to do something different than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said this too. He said we haven't come close to playing to the level that we can. That's, you may say that that's coach speak or whatever, but I think he feels like there's still a big ceiling for this football team. Mm-hmm. Just by what he what he says, he also says we understand we can run, and he says we feel like that we can uh, get some play action pass, and he says we feel like that we can attack them from the pass standpoint. They're going to be down at least one corner, so they feel like that that's going to be open for them uh, tomorrow in the ball game. He also said that that they have really emphasized tackling this week; that they've got to be better at tackling. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's Question of the Day, brought to you by someone not named Jamie. That's right. Don't you a curveball today, Mr. Chuck. Okay. We haven't talked about this a lot this week, probably because it's the Monday night game mm-hmm. and because of how badly the Cowboys looked against the 49ers right. on Sunday night. But I'm going to put you in the shoes of Mike McCarthy this week. Mm. You've got to practice today before you head to back out to Los Angeles to get ready to take on the Chargers. You know you've already lost a linebacker this week that has been on the team for 
quite a number of years. He's one of the leaders uh, in the club, in your locker room. What do you tell your team after that performance and after the week that you've had to get them in the right direction from Monday Night Football? What's your speech? Well, one thing I I read last night that Mike McCarthy, I think he's definitely pitched the pick, hit the panic button because apparently since they got back from San Francisco, he has not left the star spending 20 hours a day. There's 24 hours in a day working on fixing the Cowboys. Okay. And apparently told his coaches not to go home to their families. So, I mean, to me, that's full-fledged panic button. And, you know, they got absolutely dominated and manhandled. And and maybe I think you got to have one of those, hey, this is, we got to, we can't let the 49ers beat us twice here. So, you got to put that game behind you. You've got to go out and execute and do your job. And, Dak, you've got to be more, uh, you've got to be better in the red zone. We've got to convert. We've got to, we've got to, Tony Pollard, you got to hang on to the football. You know, CeeDee Lamb, you got to find yourself to w- a way to get open. Michael Gallup, you got to, you got to do what you can do to, you know, get what's left over after CeeDee Lamb. And Dak quit. No, no, no turnovers. I don't know if that's good enough for you. I'm still over here wowed by the whole 24 hour thing. 24. Well, I just in wanted, a day. I just wanted, just wanted to point out that there's 24 hours in a day and that he's working 20 of them, allegedly, and hasn't <laughs> left the star since they got back from San Francisco. I just feel like this was collectively so bad that you have to go full New Yorker on them. You know what that means, Chuck? Just... Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> you just got to move past. Got to have amnesia. Yeah, you, I mean that's the mm-hmm. burn the tape. Don't even watch it. Okay. Well, I think just they've move, been watching it. Just move on. Yeah. Just move on. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, yeah. Yes, you learn from it. All that good stuff. But that was a colossal collapse. In every facet of the game. It felt mm-hmm. like one team was extremely motivated and. Uh, you didn't look like you had the fight in you that day. Move on. Okay? Move on. If you notice, the 49ers are doing that to a lot of teams. Yeah, they're pretty yeah, good. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, um, you've been humbled, whatever. I mean, just just get back at it. you gotta, you got to move on. You can't let it lead to another loss. Yeah. I, I'm kind of a, a little above the forget about it because I don't think you can. As much as you want to tell these guys that it's just one game, it, it's it's not a, a it doesn't end the season. We can still make the playoffs. We can still do all the things that we want to do. I think though you don't you, since you've been all week long stressing, and your coach is working twenty hours a day. You've got you know practices that are going to the extremes. I feel like today's the everybody in the meeting room, and you're just talking. It's just recentering, recentering everybody. I have a hurt. Get... <laughs> um, the it's where Christian McCaffrey stepped on my chest. 
but the 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 take a step back today before you get back on the plane before you fly out there before you get ready for the game you've already got the game plan in the, at this point this week with a monday night game but the as stressful and as bad as this week has been relax you oh. guys are you guys are football oh. players you guys have been playing this game since you were knee high to a grasshopper <clears throat> you've been tackling you've been catching passes you've been throwing passes You've been doing all the things that we're asking you to do this week forever. And yeah, last week sucked. We can get past it. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, are Cowboys fans stressing over it more than the Cowboys are? I mean, maybe if, Mike, if Mike McCarthy is really there 20 hours a day and if he actually told his coaches, don't go home to your family just have a hard time thinking those words were ever said okay I uh, that's really a really hard time with that that's a that was a report that i saw last yeah, time really hard time okay. seems like somebody could be there could be some unfair <laughs> business practices or <laughs> it's an hr issue <laughs> issues yeah um you know i can see a coach sitting there you know we're gonna spend every hour we can Right here, I don't care if it means that, you know, we don't get to see our family this week. We're going to do everything we can. Yeah. I can believe a coach saying that, but yeah. saying the words, I do not want you to go home to your families, <laughs> seems not realistic to me. Okay. okay? Um, I don't know. I feel like the fans are stressing over this more than the Cowboys probably are. Okay. Yeah. It's one game. It's, it's mm -hmm. one game. Uh, who knows what the 49ers are going to be at the end of the season? Okay, I mean, injuries, I bet they're going to be pretty good. Injuries happen. Okay, we've seen the Niners have issues. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they had a quarterback that couldn't throw the ball at the end of their last game last year. Yeah. Okay, so let's. I mean, not that I think that'll happen again, but who knows? You know, injuries happen. Changes the course of an NFL season. I mean, we're not. We're, how many games are we in? Five, six. Yeah, not very many. Are the Cowboys now. Yeah. Four and two or three and two. Uh, I had it here. Just I think they're three and two. Four? Okay, four and two. Six games in. You got a lot to go. Three and two. All right. Well, three and two. This is week six. Three yeah. And two, so. Yeah, three and two. Uh, this, there's no shot. Anyone is there 20 hours. Okay. I completely, I mean, I don't know. I can see a, I can see a head coach. If yeah. he's got a, if he's got a shower and, and a couch, I could totally see a head coach staying there. Yeah. And you know, he's got that. Yeah. Yeah. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. On Double T 97.3, they'll be over at the Overton Hotel and Conference Center getting you ready for tomorrow's game between uh, Texas Tech and Kansas State. We'll have optimum game day live coverage from the Frazier Alumni Pavilion right out, right out front. And that'll be at uh, 7 a.m. with a Saturday morning quarterback. So look for... Uh, our good friend Garrett Luft and Andres Flores with uh, Saturday Morning Quarterback tomorrow morning. Kind of recap all the high school games. We'll have three high school games on the air for you tonight. Monterey versus Caprock on 107.7 Yes FM at 6.30. Lubbock Cooper at Abilene. That'll be at 6.30 tonight on 100.7 The Score. And then tonight over in Wolford, we'll have, uh, or uh, yeah, Wolford, right? Yeah, Wolford. Yeah. Yeah, Wolford. Yeah, I was getting my towns confused there for a second. Mm -hmm. uh, to Tiger Stadium, it's uh, Friendship and Midland 
uh, with a broadcast time of 6.30 and play-by-play at 7 after the game. Friday Night Live, you can uh, also keep up with the scores by going to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Click on the High School Fan Zone page, and you'll see scores and progress of your favorite teams, including New Home. Okay? So be be looking for that tonight. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to have on 100.7 the score, Ohio State at Purdue. That's the 11 o'clock game, our coverage at 1030. So for, uh, for Tech and K-State tomorrow, man, obviously a big ball game. Um, we talked about this yesterday, that your only chance of having someone other than Texas and Oklahoma, maybe, of playing for the Big 12 championship might be the winner of this game. I mean, still, obviously, an awful lot of work to do and might even need a little help. Uh, West Virginia losing uh, last night to give them uh, a loss in Big 12 play, another loss in Big 12 play. Probably didn't help help out that cause uh, if you want somebody other than Texas or no, Oklahoma a, to play for it. That's exactly right. I was thinking that last night. It, just kind of another one that you feel like, eh, man, that made it more difficult for them to get to the Big 12 championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Coach Coach McGuire talking uh, last night on Red Raider football with uh, Joey McGuire said uh, this K-State game will be a tough game. Uh, he said they did feel like that they could attack the secondary. Reiterated the fact that last year uh, the Tech defense gave up 343 yards rushing. He said that's up all over our weight room. He said, uh, and and right now he said they're running the ball well. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. He said he said he thinks this game tomorrow. Now, this is before the West Virginia-Houston game last night. He said he feels like tomorrow's game was going to be one of the best games for the whole conference for the whole year. He said it'll be one of the most physical games that they'll play. Okay. And primarily that's because, you know, what's going on in the in the trenches. Well, I want to go back to something you said earlier. It felt like that they had an opportunity to take, care, take advantage of their secondary. They're definitely banged up at the corner position and – I wonder if that'll make you feel like, hey, we we can throw the ball a little bit more. Maybe it's, um, you know, uh, maybe it's uh, play action a little bit, just mm-hmm. like Kansas State likes to use. But um, maybe you will see Baron Moore, Morton um, throw the ball and put the ball in the air a little bit more this week. You've also heard him talk about saying that, you know, Bradley was really excited about the game plan that was going to get him involved and all that. So it does feel like there's a possibility that you will – unleash him a little bit and go to the air a little bit more and I don't think it'll be just all out I, I just feel like if um, you know if their if their weakness right now is their their secondary well you probably make sense to attack that a little bit he he also was uh, highly complimentary of what uh, Josh bookbinder has done uh, with the linebackers and he he said, Right now that Coach Bookbinder was the coach of the year on his staff, he said that they have not started a single game with the same group. Um, You know, they've had to make adjustments, uh, starting with the Wyoming game with Jacob Rodriguez. And and that was an area of concern at the start of the year. And you you expressed that over the summertime. How do you feel like they have done – uh, with all the injuries and, and what they have done uh, defensively, Jamie? 
Uh, I think he's done a great job because, again, it was a question mark of a of a spot, and then they've had injuries to that mm-hmm. to that linebacking core, and it still feels like they keep doing a good job. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think Coach Bookbinder's done a great job. Uh, they had uh, Josiah Pierre on uh, last night, and uh, he both Coach McGuire and Coach Bookbinder talked about what he has done since he's moved inside. Uh, Coach Bookbinder saying that Josiah Pierre has a very high football IQ. He said he's very coachable um, and that uh, he picked up the inside linebacker role very quickly uh, and really helped his room uh, with that. Um, He calls Ben Roberts, who is a um, redshirt freshman, a real mature kid, um, and that that's kind of been the way he's been since he got there, and he's had to He's been thrown into the fire, so to speak, because of the uh, foot injury to uh, Jacob Rodriguez. Um, and he he said that uh, Coach Bookbinder talked about how he coaches everyone in the room, uh, but he said it's a testament to his players to be ready and to be prepared. He said it's a level of consistency with how they approach it. So, uh, so far, it's, uh, it's kind of worked out for him because they've been able to, you know, kind of stem the tide now they did talk about um you know they've not been happy with how they've tackled so he said coach mcguire said that they've revamped some tackling drills and how much they do it in practice um and uh, that they they put more of an emphasis because they feel like saturday is going to be a big emphasis on tackling especially taking down you know will howard if he gets out in space the quarterback for k-state yep always got to watch out for the running game with the quarterback from when you're playing the Wildcats, it's you know I don't care which quarterback has been back there. Yeah. They've used it a bunch, and really just a, a delayed quarterback keeper has been oh, something that you know it's just always been a part of what they've done. And if you go back to last week in that game against Oklahoma State, they scoring a 72 yarder maybe I yeah. think 77 maybe um, is their most explosive offensive play. They was just, his right. They don't have. You know the just dynamic running back or wide receiver maybe that they've had in years mm-hmm. past, but uh, uh, Howard can definitely run the football and he's he's hard to bring down. So the tackling factor's in there, but but he's fast enough to you know take it a long ways as well. A guy to watch out for DJ Goodens. He had 293 all-purpose yards and four touchdowns when they won at home over UCF. So that's a guy. And and Will Howard, he's got the ability to throw it to your team, but he's got the ability to throw it and run for his team too. So you. Have to be cognizant of that. 810 this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.